0: What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Star Drivers Podcast. I'm Cody, and I am hacksaw Jim Duggan's
1: grammar coach.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's the that's the better of the ones you've done so far. Hey, you're, you're getting better. It's at like it. a fine science, you know. Exactly. They, they just come practice to you. makes perfect. Exactly. How do you get to Carnegie Hall, right? Exactly. We got to get somewhere. <laughs> But we're excited for another episode with you guys. We've got a lot to uncover tonight. We say tonight because we're recording at night right now. But yep. we've got a lot to go over. We've had Double or Nothing this weekend and Night of Champions on WWE side. So we've got reviews for you guys. Just our thoughts and opinions. Maybe you guys have different thoughts and opinions. Let us know. If your opinions are different than ours, just keep it to yourself. Not you know what can. they say about opinions, right? Exactly. Everybody's got them and they all stink. It's like I'm a kidding. butthole. Everyone's got one and they all stick, right? I'm just kidding. We love your thoughts Ours and opinions. Ours included. We love your thoughts and opinions. We love to hear comments from you guys. So let us know all on our social media what you guys think of the action that we've had so far this past weekend. But we're just going to roll right into it. Let's start off with WWE on Night of Champions in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. I will say, before I give my review, because we do one to five star ratings on these events. Before I give my review, there's I was going into this very skeptical about how the night was going to go and how things were going to turn out between some of these matches. But, I will say, I was pleasantly surprised yep. by a lot of these matches. So, I will with say a that... Lot
1: of, yeah, with these matches, I think we all kind of knew where the outcome was going to go. Right. But how we got there, you know, they were able to give a little bit of surprise right. here and there.
0: A little bit of wow factor. A little bit of wow
1: factor, Um a lot of great things to come.
0: Exactly. So We're going to build. My review for this, from one to five stars, I gave Knight of Champions a four. Okay. So it was great action, not exactly five stars, but I thought it was pretty decent. Now, and I'm kind of having to give John a little bit of leeway here because he wasn't able to get all of Knight of Champions in the process, yeah, I, but I admit... he, he, got the re- he got the results. Yep. But, so I'm going to try and do as much as I can to help during this, but... The first match to start off the night was AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins to crown the first,
1: well, I was say the there first. A better, is, I mean, is there a better way to start off a pay-per-view? I mean, the only problem with
0: starting a pay-per-view off that strong is you only have down to go from there. Exactly. And there were some moments where it went down, but we'll get into that here in a little bit. But great start off for the night to crown the, I guess, you. I won't say the new World Heavyweight Champion, but I, but I guess the inaugural. First, first one
1: match. in three, four? Four four years. I think it's I mean, been longer than
0: four because the world heavyweight championship has been gone for a while now. Because well, there was a
1: while there was a period of time where uh, they they had. I guess yeah. I mean, it's more than three or four years. I'm getting old. Sorry. Um, <laughs> where they had both championships before they married it and turned it into the you know the world's worst branding championship I've ever seen. Where right. it's just the big W. Um, uh so I guess what would that have been? Twenty like, I think maybe twenty fifteen.
0: 2015, twenty fifteen, 2015, yeah, 2015, 2016. I didn't completely off. But... Where you
1: had where you had the champion holding two belts at the same right, time. Exactly. Um yeah, so yeah, it's it's been a while. So I mean it's it's not it's not a, a brand new championship. Like I said, it's the we've talked about this in previous episodes. It is the championship that follows the lineage. Of the NWA World Heavyweight Championship right. into the Jim Crockett WCW World Heavyweight Championship, so uh, you know Goldberg held this championship exactly. Uh, Brett Brett Hart held it uh, before he was retired. Uh, Hollywood so, I mean, Hulk Hogan held ingrate, it. Ric Flair held it.
0: Yeah, and, uh, and, Harley and there's a little moments it. all throughout the title that show like the history of. I mean, you have the Winged Eagle. Uh, the Winged Eagle is a, is a WWE then, though. Right, still and then of course you have the uh, Bruno San Martino marking on there as well and then the, the, uh, so that's, had... that's,
1: that's WWE putting their stamp on that title but right. that, that's that, that t- Bruno San Martino the Winged eagle that is a WWF WWWF right the McMahon family promotion right. title whereas the World Heavyweight title was from the say from the lineage of the NWA. Jim Crockett, WCW, the companies that had nothing to do with the McMahon's, the man put McMahon's put them out of business. Right. But, you know, Triple H held the title. They brought it back with Eric Bischoff. Uh, and that, you know, that title's been carried for for many, many years in the program, and they're bring it back. And then of course they had to put a W on top of yeah, it. So that, got to. you
0: know. But yeah. So with this match, AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins, I'll admit going into it, I was kind of concerned because you have two faces that are, well, I mean, Seth Rollins is over just because of where he's at right now. Like The crowd loves him, and it was obvious that Seth Rollins was going to win this match. because. Yeah, but who are, promote who, a who, are they,
1: who are the fans going to cheer for is the question.
0: That was the biggest question, but it was so, like solid 50-50 throughout the match. Mm-hmm. You had some that, that loved AJ me. Styles and some that were all for Seth Rollins. But overall, this match was, from bell to bell, one of the best matches I've seen in a while. With, I mean, with Seth Rollins, yeah, it's, it's going to be a great I mean, match. Like, regardless. I, like
1: we've said, I've seen the results, but I, will, I, you know, just with the hustle and bustle of the of the weekend and everything going on, I right. haven't been able to actually. There watch were a it.
0: couple of close calls during this match. I will say that had me on edge, where I thought, "Oh my goodness, someone was about to get injured." Like the cause, and you'll see it on one point. But the brainbuster on the ring apron, I literally thought that somebody had broken their neck. Okay, but you'll you'll see it at one point there, but. Overall, this those, match; those guys was are very, very
1: high high quality professionals. Um, I mean, Seth's had a, a not perfect history of of people getting injured while he's been wrestling, but AJ actually has a really good record right. of of being a very safe wrestler to exactly. work with. So, but I mean, those two guys, I can't imagine that that match wasn't a five star match. I'm excited, like I I'm excited to go back and actually watch it when I get the right. chance. Uh, seeing the result came out, though, no surprise whatsoever. Seth wins the match. He's the, the inaugural champion. Where do you feel like he
0: goes from here, though? Like, who's, who's, who's well, see, they next say, up? They say that it's going to be the working man's title, which I take that to mean that he's going to defend that title. I would hope that he would want to defend it on Raw. Like, whenever and wherever I mean, the opportunity it's be. comes. I mean, they're going to say that. It's, they've got to be. I mean, obviously, you don't need to defend it every night. But right. Essentially, he's going to defend it against anybody and everybody that wants a shot at so it. So, we can kind of assume and that so, you know,
1: maybe tonight, as, as we're recording this, possibly on Monday Night Raw tonight, uh, Seth might come out and, you know, maybe issue an open challenge. Not necessarily to wrestle tonight. Right. But, you know, to go ahead and establish who his challenger for uh, the title will be
0: during Money in the Bank. Exactly. And then we tri- uh, shift gears to Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. This match, I was going to give this a two stars yeah, going into this. The, because all throughout the match... not well, Not well were, received. There were so many botched moves throughout this, like on both ends. Trish especially. Well, let's more face than
1: anything. it, uh, Trish, gets, Trish gets a lot of credit for being a pioneer of the women's revolution. But I don't think anybody that's um, that's actually seen her work, you know, like I say, I, I grew up during the, the climax of her career. Right. Um, she's never been a great worker. No. Um much more of a mouthpiece and you know an eyepiece exactly than an in-ring worker. Where you know Becky is definitely more of a worker than an eyepiece.
0: Right. So the only uh, thing that for me that put this match at three stars was the shock at the end. Whenever Zoe Stark appeared at the end and gave Trish Stratus the assist, mm-hmm. I was not. That was the shock factor for me. I wasn't expecting any kind of interference whatsoever, if any. I thought that Lita was going to come out in some form or fashion. And avenge and help Becky. And avenge Becky. I think Lita is is coming, but that I think they're building that. That's yeah. That'll probably be our like I guess women's tag team match that we'll see at money in the bank. We'll see Becky Lynch and Lita. Well, yeah. Now you've Trish got and Tri- you've Stark.
1: got Trish and Zoe, so now it makes mm-hmm. sense for Lita to come back. They'll have that, and then maybe one more match between Becky and Trish
0: for a final blow off. You know, down the road. Right. And I will say before we go into the next match, one of the worst submission cells. I have ever seen or even no worst submission attempts (laughs) and you'll see what happens like whenever Trish goes for the like uh, oh I guess you can call it like a Rana, where she basically goes to the bottom rope and kind of like acrobatically shifts her legs over onto her her opponent's neck and then pulls them off yeah total satisfaction yeah yeah, total satisfaction exactly I couldn't remember what it was Uh, Becky pretty much reverses it ruthless aggression era (laughs) People, you I, don't know things. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> but she reverses it, Becky reverses it into what I suppose was a, was supposed to be a Boston Crab or uh, whatever it was supposed to be. You could definitely but do a Boston could, Crab out of that move, yeah. But she literally walked down step by step from the top rope to the middle rope to the bottom sure. rope onto the floor, does not squat down, is literally standing up. Yeah. In this position, and Tri- and Trish is selling it like to the best that she can do, but all the while I'm like Becky, how long have you been wrestling for? How- has somebody yeah. taught you this submission hold? If you want to sell it, and you like, have you learned nothing from Chris Jericho, like Lion Tamer, Walls of Jericho, whatever? Well, you, you know, sit I think down. We, we
1: we talked about this the other day, and it's not just you know this particular submission move, but we talked about this. With the uh, it was the Orange Cassidy match on Dynamite earlier uh, this week, um, where sometimes you know in a wrestling match you you've got your your cadence of maneuvers, and they just don't seem to line up correctly. Right. And in that case, I mean we're we're very much obviously backseat booking this. You know we're we're not professional wrestlers, so we we're talking from a different perspective, but. It, it seems like it would make more sense like when someone is doing something and it's not connecting like a super kick that doesn't touch your face right or a Boston crab
0: that is not you know being fully engaged in I mean I can, don't I can understand. don't sell that see I can like, understand like a super kick like that's something that's missed but it's like gone in a flash. A Boston crab. Is something that you're literally putting onto someone, and you're trying to build up the anticipation. Yeah, and are like, they going to get to the bottom like, of and it? And are they they're not wrenching?
1: That? If they're not wrenching it in, exactly, don't sell it. Like I mean, like there's got to be a certain, you know, like just like music, like you've got to have a build. And same thing with the submission Like a submission has got like a okay, I've locked it in, and then. I'm really wrenching it in. I'm really like exactly. it's got to have a an ow and then a this is excruciating and then a I'm in so much pain, I'm going to, you know, pass out or give up. Exactly. And there's when there there's not nothing. that when there's none of that, yet, when there's none yeah. of that at this point we are you know, professional wrestling is to say we we understand that it is an athletic
0: soap opera. Soap opera. Yeah. We that understand me- that they're not actually <laughs> But, they say... you are know, hurting each other. Bad acting Dennis is Dennis bad Dennis. acting. Exactly. So, so, we shift gears from that, and then we'll, we go into the Bianca... Or no, sorry, my, my bad. The Gunter versus Mustafa Ali match. Now, <sighs> I knew this was going to be a squash match. I knew that Gunter was going to walk out of this. However, I gave this match five stars. Wow. Reason being is because it was great storytelling... All throughout this match. So, did they actually make you believe that Gunter? I mean, that Mustafa had a chance. They at some point? make you believe that he has a chance. Wow. Okay. At some point during the match. Now, and you may have a different opinion on it. Whenever you go back and watch it, but for me, I thought it was a great story to and The crowd played a pivotal role during this match, especially because it's Mustafa Ali. They, and want, they wanted him they to win. They wanted him to win. And when there were moments of him getting the high spot, he delivered on it and then summit. It made you believe, it was like. Okay, maybe he's got a chance. Maybe he might actually pull this off because well, there's no I mean, interference whatsoever from. Whether I like
1: the character or not, that's how all professional wrestling matches should right. go. Is there should be that you know those moments where it doesn't matter if it's David or Goliath, if it's the heel or the face. No matter what, you shouldn't know who's going to win. Right. You know we've watched this enough, and you know obviously we have a you know we're talking on a podcast. And we give predictions, and we, you know, we can pretty much guess a lot of stuff that's going on. So we really appreciate when we're, you know, able to fully what they would say mark out right and get fully invested in a match. So thank you to the professional wrestlers when they can do that because exactly. they would say uh, as you watch, as, you know, anybody who watches professional wrestling and becomes a you know a full fan, uh, it, that's that's a hard thing to do as right. you watch more. So. That, but that's what we're wanting. So, so kudos. I mean, whether I like Mustafa Ali or or Ali or whatever they're calling him, right? Um, you know, if, if him and Gun- like, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that Gunther could do this. is a fantastic worker, one hundred percent. So, but like I say, good, 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 five stars. Can't wait to watch it. Even though I'm not a big Mustafa fan, I mean, you're telling me that this is a this is a great, engaging match where, you know, you really do get
0: drawn in. I, right. Give that to me all day long. Oh, yeah. 100%. Then you go into the women's Raw Women's Championship match, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Called it. He called it. I thought for sure that this was going to be another Bianca Belair walking out with the championship, but I was surprised, and then some, especially with how the match ended. Because, I mean, I'm sure you saw the results of how it ended. With violence. Exactly. Well... Not necessarily with violence, but with underhanded tactics, mm-hmm. to where she like right, we all knew she was going to use the mist. Yep. We all knew when she missed the first time. Yeah, I mean she's been prematurely misting, you know, ahead of, ahead of time. Okay, and then this one was timed perfectly. I think I'm about to have a pull up Shawn Michaels moment here with DX, where like, whoa, 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 one second here. Whoa! So I think this is the part where we go back into the reviews of it. But anyway, yeah, so.
1: We will not use the following words between the hours of nine and
0: ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, but excuse me, you got me choked up now. But I was shocked at this because I was not like I, I wasn't expecting Asuka to pull off the win here. I mean I know she's going through the transition where she she's got it. the Kana. I, 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 I get
1: what you're saying. Like it the build was the build's not there.
0: No, the build was not there at all. And so it, there was nothing about it that made me believe. That Asuka was gonna pull this off. But, yeah, but she I will admit, it. I was surprised. So I give this match three stars.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, it, it was the right thing but
0: done in the wrong way. Exactly. Now
1: I get you. Um, I mean, like, like, like I said last week, she the match didn't make sense right. to me unless they were going to put the belt on Asuka. They were gonna change her character. That's what they did. Right. It, it was just And they've given us a little. It's like they they keep wanting to give us little tastes, right? They don't want to just go ahead and go full bore with her character yet. So, right. now I get where you're coming from in the three stars. I, I, like I said, the result I'm happy with, the information that I've that I've pulled from the match, it's good, but like I said. I just I don't understand why they're holding back. I don't understand what they're waiting for. Right. And, Go and, ahead. And maybe we'll see. Let and like it like this. This woman knows how to be violent. Yes. She let knows her be violent. As to be violent as she, as She's allowed to be. Yeah. Let her. Let her do that. Yeah. She. You. I mean, we 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 live in a world where Rhea Ripley is the most dominant female wrestler on the roster. The only, and I'm telling, I'm saying this, the only woman who has any chance to rival her. Aggression, her intimidation, is Asuka, but still not the one they're giving us.
0: Right. Speaking of Rhea Ripley, I'm not going to touch on this match very much at all because this was like a, what was the point of this match? Mm-hmm. When we found out that she was going to be defending the title against Natalia? I was like, okay, so we're literally going to get this match for no reason... No There build. was no build whatsoever. And the match was over in no less than two minutes or or less. Yeah. It, I gave this a half a star? I barely I, like if I could, I almost gave it half a star, but I gave it one, of course. Because yeah. there was no point to this. We knew Rhea was gonna win. There was like I have a lot of respect for Natalia. Oh, and all, all that she's accomplished. Yeah. All the respect in the world. This match was a complete waste of time.
1: Why forever. have Natalia In a match like this, I don't understand. Exactly. Uh, So
0: that's that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, we move move on for the
1: give it as much time as it deserves. We've already given it too much. Let's move on. Exactly.
0: Then going into the next to last match, which is part of their triple main event of Knight of Champions, you've got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. This match had me on edge and on the edge of my seat all throughout because. There were moments when the commentary team made us believe. Now, a lot of times I don't like to listen to the commentary. Only time I do is whenever I see Michael Cole marking out big time at the desk, which we've seen a lot in recent years. Which is awesome. I love to see that. Yeah. But what they made—I don't know if you saw the results of this or saw like any comments on it or not. Well, I but saw the results with of his it, yeah. cast. They said that it was like a titanium brace or something like mm-hmm. that, and. I'm so glad that they made the audience aware of that especially the ones like watching from the live stream. Yeah, because he played like the cat uh, the cast came into play numerous times mm-hmm. and it seemed like it was going to take down Lesnar. Yeah. And not, and incapacitate him enough to where Cody had a chance. But then of course Brock gets back up and puts him in the Camorra lock and we're thinking, "Okay, this is it. He's about to break his arm again." But I will say, this was one of the best submission cells I've ever seen. Because there was a moment, because whenever Cody was pretty much sitting upright and Lesnar had all of his weight on him in the Camorra Lock, for a split second, I thought, if Cody Rhodes lifts up Brock Lesnar while in this submission hold, I will mark out big time. Because... I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that with Brock Lesnar while he was holding in the the kimura. So it was
1: almost reminiscent of Stone Cold and Bret Hart and WrestleMania 13, exactly. Where you know Stone Cold's
0: in the sharpshooter, yeah. and I was you know, so for, hoping that he'd have the strength to lift Lesnar off. The well,
1: I say you so say in, in your world you never start, you didn't watch wrestling before that time, like for whereas I had I had been watching wrestling, and so it's it's a completely different mentality of when you're watching it right but like i remember watching that wrestlemania and when stone cold broke the sharpshooter because i mean this is this is a year removed from the iron man match where Shawn michaels was in the sharpshooter for like a solid minute and a half doesn't break the sharpshooter just doesn't give up but doesn't break it right and then you know bell rings but then we go into sudden death but then you go into the next year and you've got brett putting Stone Cold into the sharpshooter and Stone Cold breaks the sharpshooter. And it's like, Whoa, my gosh, he just broke the sharpshooter. Right. And then Brett puts it right back in and you're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> and then Stone Cold, of course, stays in the sharpshooter, doesn't give up, passes out. Right. Which was the same ending, that which we is saw. the same yeah. ending. It's very reminiscent. Right. I, they're, they're very much building this, this same, um, you know, not, not the same as Stone Cold, but this very much all the cards are against you, right, uh, Cody Rhodes. But you're gonna you're gonna keep chasing and chasing and chasing. We're gonna we're eventually gonna get there, right? Uh, Which makes me
0: disappointed that it's probably gonna damper our plans that we ha- that I had for him going into Money. In yeah, the they're
1: game. definitely they're definitely going into a best of three here now. So you've got you've got Cody with one over Brock. You've got one. With Brock over Cody, and now we're gonna go into the third, the rubber match, um, and it's it just—it's—I don't know—it's it, reminiscent. They're—they're very much just—they're making Cody that that sympathetic face that has—he's got to—he's got to overcome all these odds, exactly. And it's very, like I said, it's very similar of uh, Stone Cold. Um, also, very reminiscent of his father, right? And uh, you know, hard times,
0: yeah. Exactly, so I mean, we'll see it at some point. Cody is going to be a champion, I'd say before the year is over. I I, this, yeah, at this point, I'm thinking you're. I, I'm thinking
1: WrestleMania. I, I it might be the next. It, it might be WrestleMania 40. We'll just we'll just
0: have to see how this year we, yeah, plays we'll have out. To and hopefully, how... this rivalry with Lesnar will come to an end, and maybe Cody will have a title opportunity in the future. But well, well just have to based see.
1: on what happened at the end of this, the, there's 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 a, there's a lot for Cody to deal with, and there's a lot for Roman.
0: To deal with. Speaking of, Roman, we get to the main event of main events for this night. Reigns and uh, Solo Sokoa going up against Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for this match where they defend the Tag Team Championships. Now, we both expressed concerns for this match going into it given Sami Zayn. Yeah. But, Um. I... Was extremely surprised at the reception that he got from the crowd yeah, in Saudi Arabia. No, all
1: all the news is out on that 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 was uh, a I guess maybe uh, not necessarily. They must have known that that kind of thing. Like, they wouldn't have brought him into somewhere like a really hostile territory. But to the to the same degree, I think everyone was very pleasantly surprised, right? Of the Response that he got in in that area, in in that location, right? Um, <laughs> but
0: I mean, overall, I, I'm going to go ahead and say I gave this match five stars for multiple reasons.
1: Oh, phenomenal this, storytelling! This
0: storytelling has been going on for years yeah. now, and it is—we've said it before—it's one of the best storylines that is going on in the world of professional wrestling today. It's been going on for years, and it's still got everybody invested in it. And we saw the the action we, that went we, on.
1: What, some of the things we've been waiting at this point, close to a year to see.
0: It all cultivated. Well, for the most part. Not yeah, all. Not all. Not but, all of it, but most and,
1: of it. And truthfully, you know, it's, it's funny... Uh, who instigated everything? Exactly. It's it's, a, it's it's not who you think. And you know, spoiler alert for anybody who's listening but hasn't watched. But uh, you know, we I think we all were waiting and we were expecting to see Jay be
0: the one who pulled the trigger. Right. But it wasn't Jay. Nope. It, it was, was Jimmy. Jimmy. Which is going to be fantastic. Cause, I mean, we all saw. Well, most of us saw like the. Action that went down Friday before. Yep. The event. I mean, I
1: mean, like obviously what, what Jimmy Roman was pushing on the brothers, and Jay was the one who was kind of already submissive, and Jimmy was for the first time having the issues. But it's like you know, you go back to this, and uh, you know, Jay has always been the resistant one, right? Since the the very beginning of the Roman Reigns High Chief, you know, head of the the you know head of the table, right? Whatever you want to call him. Jay was the one who was like, come on, like we're equals. Exactly. And he's like, no, we're not equals. And then, you know, the only reason Jay even gives up in the I quit match is because he is puts, because the, lock he puts the lock on Jimmy. And then Jimmy comes in and is submissive. And so then Jay joins because it's his brother, and honestly. And then, of course, you got Sammy comes in, la, 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 la. We're all expecting jay this entire time to be the one who you know turns his back on roman first but it's jimmy so right gr- you know gr- great storytelling it doesn't it's not like it doesn't make sense but it does it still subverts our expectations so exactly you know good on the storytelling to get us there and to, and to still give us you know surprises and where they go from here i'm you know i say i'm we're fully engaged exactly Um uh, you know, are we gonna see Jimmy and Jay versus Solo and Roman? You know, is Solo what's Solo, what's Solo gonna do now that his brothers have turned their back? You know, we've we've seen a little bit. You know, during backlash right. of Solo being very much like, I don't want anything to do with you guys because you guys are, you know, messing things up. But then at the same time, y'all are my brothers. Right. And I, you know, you know kind of like. Anybody who's you know with siblings, and anything, like you, you can understand the the complexities of this issue. Like Solo's is the little brother; like he wants to stand on his own. He want you know he wants to be you know this this one thing. But at the same time, like if I had the opportunity to be paired with my brothers and align with them, exactly. You know, as a little brother myself, I've always wanted that. Right. So you know, it, it, it it's really great storytelling really engaging hits yes. you on so many different levels uh, it's the best thing that they're doing
0: a oh, 100%
1: so but yeah I mean yeah um, this this match um, it's 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 phenomenal yeah it, it, it's this is the only match that I had the time to actually go and watch so like I immediately just this is the only one. And that says something. Right. I only had time to watch like one match so far. That's the, this Which honestly was the best match of the night. And it's the best match of them. night. Yeah. So I can't say it's the best match of the because I haven't seen it. But I I kind of figured it would be the the, the the must-watch match. Oh yeah, 100%.
0: And it definitely hasn't disappointed. Exactly. So yeah, all all in all, the whole event was a four-star for me. And I don't know, maybe you might have a different opinion after you watch the whole thing. And maybe yeah, one, I mean, maybe it's, on next jury's, episode.
1: Jury's still out for me. I... I don't know that, you know, critic-wise and dirt sheets and everything, if you read it, I think the Night of Champions is is getting kind of a little bit of a drag. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's very well rated, but at the end of the day, um, what, you know, the results that I've seen and what, what I've been able to watch, I, I think it's probably better than it's getting reviewed. Right. And at the end of the day, it's moving stories forward. Exactly. And what else do you want from a pay-per-view or from uh, Raw or SmackDown any, any live event period if you're moving the stories forward and you're making the stories more
0: engaging as long as people are invested in it what else is there? It, exactly well that's our reviews for Night of Champions now we're going to switch over to AEW and give our reviews for Double or Nothing now now we did both watch this we watched this together, together actually. with our wives exactly who it was
1: lovingly <laughs> tolerated our ridiculousness. Hey, uh, hey, mine was fully
0: invested in the first match. I mean, oh,
1: she was absolutely, yeah, no. And I think mine had one or two matches where I think she likes the wrestlers a little more than, than <laughs> I'm okay with, but it's all right, you know, whatever it takes to get her engaged. <clears throat> Excuse me.
0: But yeah. I think we should definitely do an episode where we have the wives watch a wrestling match, and then have them on the episode yep. one time, like a live just... reaction. You know, because oh, yeah. some of the
1: things they were saying during yesterday's uh, event. Well, oh, I, so I funny. wish we had
0: the record. The I wish we were recording. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I mean, just going off from the first match, the Black uh, Blackjack Battle Royal, mm-hmm. where Orange Cassidy defended against twenty other people. So you have twenty-one total in this match. Now, we we both kind of suspected that Orange Cassidy would win this, just because. We didn't really know who at the time. Whenever there we recorded were no, this episode, there was no, there was no given, like uh, no roster.
1: surprise entrance. No, I mean, honestly, I think half the people that were in this match, he's already beaten. Right uh, to defend the title, he's just doing such a great job uh, defending this title and the work that he's doing. Your wife, who's not a you know not a declared professional wrestling fan, right? She was full on marking out
0: oh 100% for orange. she that wanted was, what was so much orange funny. to
1: win like, like it was great to like it, i just enjoyed watching her watching oh, the yeah. match because she wanted orange to win and like when he was about to lose she was mad she, oh yeah she and was like, no <laughs> <laughs> and when he won she was happy yeah and it's like go
0: orange go that's what
1: this is about you know that that was that's the what watching professional yeah like... go orange go <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah it's, even even people who aren't declaratively professional wrestling fans can watch someone like an Orange Cassidy and be engaged with his character. Right. And like I said, he's one of the best things AEW has going for him.
0: Absolutely. There's
1: no reason to take the title off him right now. No. Um, There's
0: nobody that needs to right now because the, he's got a great The battle run royal going
1: itself, eh.
0: I, gave it, I, a, I already, gave it a three star. Yeah,
1: I mean, I gave it like a two, three. I mean, like, like two and a half is the most... Like, I don't know if we're allowed to do half points right now, but I two right. and a half. Um, it's exactly what I was worried about, and you know, I talked about it in the last episode. If you if you're not sure, go back and listen. We appreciate it. Um, <laughs> these battle royals, the the way that AEW does them, um, here's, I got to give credit to WWE. They know how to make a battle royal, yes. a royal rumble. They know how to produce that, segment it, give it the right cadence of right. events. Whereas. I mean, WCW, TNA, I mean, really, not, no other promotion doesn't like WWE does. No, they um, But, like, AEW definitely doesn't. Uh, it's just too much going on at one time. Exactly. Too many people in the ring, too many people outside of the ring. I mean, there were so many parts we were watching where I could see something in the peripherals of the screen that looked really cool, but that's not what they were focusing on. Right. Um, and just completely missing. At one point, there was a, a moonsault off the top rope. To the outside of the ring, and they completely missed it. And they completely like like they literally could see it happening, and then they panned to the ramp. Exactly. And I was like, "There was nothing going on the ramp. There was just two guys standing there. Like, why am I watching it? Two retards? When there's amazing things happening? Someone's putting their body on the line right now. Right. So I, 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 my only my only complaint about this match is just. It's, it's, it wasn't well produced. Right. It, there was just too much going on. Love the ending,
0: though. No, the ending, go the ahead. Ending. <laughs> the only reason why is because it was a typical Orange Cassidy fashion where it's just the nonchalant character, not really caring much. You see Sora Strickland holding on with one arm on the top rope, about to go off, and Orange Cassidy pretty much like he acts like he's about to wind up for the orange punch, but then just kind of loosens his hand up and then just goes... Boop. and just kicks his hand just a off kick. of the top rope. Just a All he kick. does
1: is separate his hand from the rope. Exactly. And then it's like uh you know, almost like uh, Wily e. Coyote, you know, like right at that moment, and then he runs off of the, the cliff chasing the rope. Runs down her, and then and just like... and then whoop. help.
0: Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was what was the best part for me. The ending was hilarious. Yep. Yeah. Then we get the unsanctioned match with Chris Jericho and Adam Cole with the questionable choice to have Sabu as the special enforcer which lasted all of what a minute I mean yeah, they they had Sabu Sabu did Sabu things
1: but tossing chairs getting I love Sabu lo- uh, I was telling you last night you know I'm I'm of that generation where I stayed up till the middle of the night to right. watch ECW when it was coming on in the middle of the night, one o'clock, two two o'clock in the morning, uh, to watch the suicidal, homicidal, genocidal maniac Sabu, Rob Van Dam, Sandman, all those got raven.
0: right. But, but was, this had
1: this made no sense. Like no. Sabu, Adam, Sabu and Jericho were in ECW at the same time together, but they never had to my recognition. Sabu's biggest rivalries were like with Van Dam and Sandman, right. uh, Taz. Yeah, not Jericho. No. Uh, so, but yeah, just ma- having him there it made, didn't make it any made sense. no sense. Like, I mean, I, I don't know that I've even seen Sabu and Adam Cole cross paths once. So why Sabu is helping Adam Cole? It made no sense.
0: Right. But I think it's just for that Vegas pop, just because I guess Sabu. Yeah, Vegas pop. Vegas. He comes
1: out. He comes out. I guess you know hometown area. He comes out, he does Sabu things. They're great, but then let's move on. Okay, we're having the match. But I, I kind of like the snake bite of this match. There was plenty of violence. There was plenty of spots, but they just didn't
0: connect. No, it didn't.
1: Like nothing, and then like nothing between Jericho and Adam in this match seemed to really connect. Right. And so you have a good match with good wrestling, but truth be told, it just... It didn't... It didn't engage me. And Adam Cole, Chris Jericho, in a million years, I'd never predict that I'd watch this match and be anything but, like, enthralled with it. But, no, I watched it, and I was uh, honestly... I had to force myself to pay attention
0: to this match. Right. So. Overall, it was a three for me. Yeah. It was kind of in the middle. Nothing really great. Nothing really horrible about it. But, yeah.
1: Well, there's just a lot lot, lot of things they did. It was, you know, great great spots. But they didn't make sense. You know. And you've you've got two pros. You've got one of the greatest of all time, Chris Jericho. With, you know, the second coming of Shawn Michaels and Adam Cole. Like. Like I said, on paper, this should have been a you know six star match. Like Dave Meltzer should still be erect from a match like this. Yes. But I I don't think it's going to be a five star match from Dave. It's not a five star match from me, from you. No. Um, and you know they're they're clearly they're they're continuing the rivalry. Right. But at this point, I'm uh, I'm. It's like where do you go from here? Yeah, like, really, how Yeah. this End. I, I at this point, I, I think they'd be better off to just go ahead and cut
0: loose. And uh, try something different with both wrestlers, with different people. Exactly. Then we get into FTR versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett for the tag team titles with Mark Briscoe as the special guest referee. Me, and I I don't know how you feel about it, I gave this match five stars. I Simply because. I give
1: it four. Uh, Okay. I, I wouldn't give it five stars just because there wasn't anything in this match that made me really lose my... Sense of reality, like everything then that in this match that happened, I
0: expected to happen. I, I did too, you know, too, to, to a degree, but at the same time, it was just that classic, you know, Memphis style where we well, got ringside interference week, yeah. and this you was got a, underhanded tactics going on. This but, is a
1: very carny match, like, yeah. I mean, with the Karen Jarrett, you know, coming out doing what Karen did
0: exactly, you know, Jeff,
1: you know, hitting Mark and then going in and actually hitting him later on, right? I mean. Very, very carny, very um, entertaining. Yeah. Um, And like I said, we we predicted it. We knew this was going to be a good match. We knew it was going to be good wrestling. We knew there was going to be good, you know, outside of the wrestling, you know, scope, uh, interactions. And it was good. Like I said, there wasn't anything that made me just go, wow, this is the best match that so-and-so has ever had. So it's kind of hard to look at it and give it a five-star. But I give it four stars, Four stars is nothing to shake, you know. To oh yeah, your no, uh, it was a either. great, it was a good match. Um, the dirt sheets will come out and tell you that it was a boring
0: match. I disagree with fully. One hundred percent. Yeah, there's no way this was a boring match. No. Then we get Wardlow versus Christian Cage in the latter match for the TNT Championship. This one for me, I gave it three stars well, just kind of because not well sequenced. No. Big. My biggest thing is one. The table spot. Whenever Wardlow did the he, centon, he missed. You were sitting. You were sitting next to me, and I looked at him. I go, he missed. He missed. Right. He missed. He, it, he, he got, missed. got enough of his body to make him go through. The he table. got enough of his body, but, but his to prove butt. that the table that uh, Chris
1: that that horse is on was gimmicked, right? Because had had that table not been gimmicked, yeah, it wouldn't gone have gone through, broke. Yeah. Because it been all Wardlow. Wardlow, Wardlow went. But, but first, yeah, he did through the second table. He did,
0: he barely touched Luchasaurus. And then you had the whole I don't know what Wardlow was trying to achieve with this because he is not a cruiserweight. <laughs> Do not try and springboard onto a ladder when you are 250 plus pounds, yeah, six foot. Six six foot seven. However tall you yeah, are, that, that you ladder... are a heavyweight trying to pretend to be a cruiserweight. It's funny because we were watching... There are some things that he can do. Like he can pull off a senton. Well, well no, it's funny as we but... talked
1: about this. So we're watching this match, and I'm just kind of you know I'm going back on this. You and I are watching this match together, and uh, at one point, uh, Christian is on the ladder. Yeah, and he's laying supine on the ladder. The ladder's on the ground. Warlow is on the top rope. He does a swanton from the top rope. Yeah. Right on Christian. And he nails that one. It's not like the one on the table with Luciasaurus. Right. He nails that one like Jeff Hardy. Like, he puts all his weight on Christian. Right. Christian takes all of the bump. And, you know, I even said, man, you can definitely tell that is a sturdy ladder. That is, that is not like a gimmicked aluminum ladder where like, you know, in some, with some matches you see these ladders, you know, it's give and take here, but like older school WWF, you know, you know, early TLC matches with those aluminum ladders, like where they would just crumple, they would crumple for anything. Like, you know, one, they were good for one or two spots and then boom, get rid of them, new ladder. Yeah. These ladders are sturdy. Well, you got this ladder that's this sturdy. We've seen that it's sturdy. We've been watching it in the match, and then they put this ladder up. Warlock goes jumping onto this thing, and it collapses. Yes, and I mean it it, it's warped. It's coming I mean, here. It is warped. Like I mean, it, I don't
0: understand what you're trying to do with this. Like you are a big I know, guy. Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know who the producer was. I was like, you know, it's a really good idea. Let's have a three hundred pound guy like. Like close to 300 pound guy let's have him fly at an angle and try to land on this thing and i'm sure it won't move no it shouldn't <laughs> like yeah. i have no understanding of physics or anything it's just a thought it's just a thought you know yeah. maybe yeah maybe a guy like wardlow shouldn't be jumping from place to place onto a ladder right
0: but, but lead, yeah. lead that to commander ray fenix and all those yeah, other some, guys. yeah
1: somebody who is you know 200 or less might have the ability to you know be fleet footed, exactly. But I'm sorry, Wardlow. Uh, as as athletic as you might be, fleet footed is not something that's going to happen on no. your size. No, but uh, yeah, this, like I said, this match was. I think these guys worked hard, and uh, they they gave us a lot of really good spots, but they also screwed up a lot of spots. Right. This match was snake bitten by botched spots.
0: Exactly. I
1: think this could have this yeah this could have been a match of the night. Yeah. Had things gone correctly, right? But there's just yeah, too many things went wrong in this match, three stars at best. Um, uh, it made but it was a good match for Wardlow. Uh, you know, it gives him the win that he needed. He's finally defended the TNT title, right? Um, and against a, a reputable opponent in Christian Cage. So excited to
0: see where they go with him from here, right? Then you go to the women's championship match with Jamie Hayter. And Tony Storm. Now, I know you you were glad to see Tony Storm win the title. Absolutely because, glad to see Tony Storm yeah. win the title. The ending was kind of abrupt. Yes, the, see that's why I gave this a two star. Okay, yeah, because the ending was so abrupt, and all throughout the match you see like interference after interference, but the flow of it just doesn't make sense. It, it, it's at the thing I've mean, been. I don't know how much we talked about it
1: on this show. I feel like we talked about it a little bit on the show, but I honestly feel like we probably talked more offline about this. Right and i've said that my biggest my biggest gripe with, with the women's division it has nothing to do with even characterization which definitely needs work yes but my biggest gripe with the women's division in AEW is the sequencing of matches the fluidity of matches and going from you know move to move chain wrestling is
0: not a thing
1: no. in the women's division which
0: i don't understand like it it works with the men's matches it can work with the women's matches yeah. as well, and but.
1: it's not like there aren't people who are good producers working back there, right? So I, right. I just don't get it. But yeah, I mean the women's matches—they're just—they're—they're they're clunky, they're choppy.
0: Yes, there's they, nothing that's fluid about it. There's nothing that just flows together. And that all. that
1: keeps you from being able to be invested, man. It's like it's the that you know I don't sit there. We don't want to nitpick to nitpick, but like I want to mark out. Yes. I want to be I want to engaged. work out
0: so bad for a women's match in AEW.
1: Yeah. But I, I can't because there's so many times that I'm often reminded of well that was just a that was a worked spot that didn't that didn't work.
0: Well I will say there is one match on the night that I'm out <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> but we'll get into that here in just a little you bit. You son of a... <laughs> and you'll understand why. Then we have the House of Black Open House match which we saw the acclaimed and okay, the, yeah, I'll but say Billy Gunn. This, okay to, so
1: honestly I would say like From this match to the end, like, is the climb of the pay-per-view. Like, truth be told, like, the matches that, like, up until this point, it's like we were watching, and they're good matches, but, like, I just, I and I wasn't saying anything. We are having a good time. We got the wives. We're having, you know, we got pizza. Life's good. But I'm sitting here watching this pay-per-view. I'm like, man, this is kind of like...
0: It's a like, little bit where, of a letdown. Yeah, so uh, I gave this two stars. Just no, but I, no,
1: the, no. I, I'm I'm going the opposite direction. No, this, really. The, yeah, this match, this match to me was the first match where the spots made sense. The uh, wrestlers had a good fluidity. Um, there was a good back and forth. Like there was a period of time. And even though this is like, like we talked about this, I don't see I don't see the House of Black losing those trios titles. For a long time. Right. With them giving them their own style of match, and they're still producing and kind of perfecting how they're going to do this match, I feel like the House of Black, like these are their titles. They're not losing them for a long time. But even during the match, Acclaimed had me believe, and there was a chance they might have taken these titles off of them. You see, so, and,
0: I, and I didn't... See, that's yeah, the thing. You don't get it. I, I, uh, I couldn't invest in it very much because I knew that the House of Black was going to win this. There's yeah. no way they're taking the titles off of, of them. So... This match for me just seemed like it was just a squash match cuz I knew House of Black was going to dominate in this. Well, there was I no mean, way they're going to take that. They finals.
1: won, but I don't I, I can't say that they dominated. I feel like this was a was a good back and forth match uh, and you know, the House of Black comes out winning it. There's no surprise there. Right. But like I said, at one point the acclaimed had me believing like there was a potential that they could have won that match with the you know, with them and 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 Daddy ASS um uh, you know I I love the acclaim and the
0: walkout. Everyone loves the acclaim.
1: Everyone loves the acclaim. Now I will and say And the walkout. Yes. the Dom the the oh that was probably the
0: sickest burn. Our
1: buddy Justin, uh, who is not even a big wrestling fan, call out to our buddy Justin. Yes, he was with us watching last night. He's he's. Self-proclaimed, not the biggest wrestling fan, but right. he was there he hanging out like with us. Like, and the, he, the, the like, he knows a, He knows a certain amount, and even he popped. Oh, when, yeah. when they made the, the Dom reference, oh my god! Oh my gosh! Oh, my gosh. That it was so good. Was
0: so good. I could have gone back and watched that over and over again just because I could feel the heat I mean, from uh, that. I, 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 so I assume
1: good. Buddy Matthews had one stiff, stiff kicker oh, or, yeah. or punch. As a result of that line somewhere and in the I match. actually
0: watched the interview because uh, Chris Van uh, lay or how you? Van Fleet. Van Fleet, whatever you say his last name. He actually had Anthony Bowens in for an interview, and he was asking, like, do you like do people know what Max is going to say whenever he does his rap? He's like, no. All we do is just we have, like, a team meeting where we'll just look at current events or what's going yeah. on, and then we'll just sift through and be like, okay, we could probably use that. And then Max at some point goes, I think we could just use all of this, and Anthony's like, "No, no, 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 we can't use that." Yeah. So, but yeah, that was the best. I'd say the best burn that Max has done on the mic. Uh, I, mean, yeah, in a that, while. That, yeah, in a while since ever since the Karen Jarrett
1: burn. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, that was so good. But yeah, yeah, I mean, Max Castor and Anthony Bowens. I mean, the Acclaim are one of the best. Everybody loves singers. the Acclaim. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Then we get into the TBS championship match oh. with Jade Cargill and Taya Valkyrie. All right, so let it be let it be known here. All right, okay. I'll
1: just be the first one I'm admitting here. So we're watching this. You know, Cody and I, we gave our predictions last week. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're going through it. And between night of champions and up to this point, um, some people, I'm not going to point fingers, but some people may have been a little bit precocious, cocky, overly... Um, uh, you know, into their percentage mm-hmm. of correct guessing.
0: Go on. Until this match. Exactly. <laughs> I call, now, I will say, I was wrong about one thing: how soon the title was going to change hands. because I, I don't knew think anyone, There's no way anyone I predicted this. I knew Chris this. Statlander was going to come back and dethrone Jade Cargill. I called it from the very you beginning. Did. You did. But I was not expecting it to be on the same night that she night. defended against Taya Valkyrie. No,
1: I, I was waiting for Taya to win this match. Taya doesn't win this match. I look at Cody, and like as I'm saying, well, all right, you got that one. Boom! You see Chris Statlander walk Statlander out comes and I'm out, I'm like,
0: like, I freaking
1: told you. So, you know, I guess in the world of gambling, you know, you have a you have a win, you know, you can pick a winner, but then there's a parlay. You won the parlay, sir. I I give you all credit. Uh where credit is due. That was couldn't you I mean, you couldn't call it any better. You called exactly. it to the T. I mean, other than the fact that it happened way quicker than I think anybody right. expected. But hey, <laughs> we got an Listen, I just like I said, I hate losing, but cart like I I I stick by what I said last week and I'll say it again. Cargill doesn't need the title. The title doesn't help Cargill. Right. Cargill's not helping the title anymore.
0: I mean, Cargill's going to do. Cargill's
1: got the look. She's got the. She's got the the ability to speak. She 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 needs to increase her dynamics of her character. Yes. And she needs to create. She needs to increase her her ring work.
0: But I hope she never comes out of the same entrance song that she came out with last night. Oh, star. Pretty, pretty girls, girls walk, walk like this. Please never. It's been stuck again. in my
1: head since <laughs> yesterday, and I hate her for it. Yes. okay uh, <laughs> I hate. I hate you for that, Jay Cargill. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Cargill loses. I really wish Taya would have won. I really wish Ty, really Ty could take the title offer because, as much as I like Rose Stat- Statlander, I think that Taya is to me is so much more dominant and believable as a champion. But. Cargill needed to lose the title. It's good for her character. I'm not hating on Cargill. I want right. Cargill to succeed. It's good for her character to have some diver- some adversity, and uh, all signs point to her taking a, a leave of absence for a while. Getting a break, she's been going for a long period of time. I mean, pretty much since she debuted, she hasn't had any. I mean, we're talking a two two years straight, right? Without a, a, an extended break, so she's uh, you know all point signs point to her taking a break. I think she's a she's a mom, so she yeah time with family, good for her. Um, and let's hope that Chris Statlander can stay healthy and run this title, increase the prestige of the title. Um, like I said, Unless I would l- l- I would have loved to see it on Taya. But um, I, I, I'm i a big Chris Statlander fan. My, my Like I said, the only concern issue I have with a Chris Statlander is longevity and right. ability to stay healthy.
0: Which is like understandable, but yeah. But,
1: man, she looked great. Oh, she, yeah.
0: She, she looks she, fantastic.
1: She comes out. I mean, she's bulked up, man. Yes. She looks like she has put on, you know, probably 15, 20 pounds of solid muscle. Yes. Like, she looks like she's ready to... Kill some people, damage. Yeah. Man. Um I, I like this Chris Datlander. No, no alien, you know yeah, Andromeda like, Galaxy or whatever like, it was that she was from. Yeah, I right? don't know. You know, I but like I the know. I like there the best. Be some I like answer. the best friends kind of Chris Dowlander, but this new one I'm I'm am very excited. So yes. um, you know, the whole the whole not necessarily the match, but the whole program, I give about four stars.
0: Yeah. Then we get into Apparently, what was going to be a double main event, which yeah. I'm not happy about. So at I, yeah, all. No, we're
1: both you and I, and I, I told you I was going to go off on this today once again. Tony Khan but proves got to a hot take us
0: coming up. Get ready.
1: Once again, Tony Khan proves to us that he is the elites, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Each bay boy, okay. okay, okay. I'm gonna pay, okay. Pay, I am going to say Latin. like this. Right, was, we're not losing our, we're not losing our non-existent sponsors yet. Okay. <laughs> and remember, a sponsorship in us is a sponsorship in family-friendly entertainment. Yes. But you know, he's an itch bay boy for the elite because there is no reason that the elite goes on over your champion. No. Like, it, it makes no sense whatsoever. This is the, I f- don't understand the not only is it your champion, but it's the whole thing is the build up is this, the four pillars. Yes. It's the people you're building your entire industry around. Is these guys, the elite, only have so many more bumps left on their bump card. They only have so many matches left, but you are such a fanboy that you've got to put them at the top of this. And I'm sorry, this was the best match of the night. Yes. This
0: should have been the main Easily. event. This you, was the five-star match of the night. This well, was one the
1: five-star match of the night. This is the only match I gave five stars for the night. Like I, I, I haven't given any other match five stars. This right. is the only five-star match. And every every person working it did a fantastic job, Easy. and they deserve to be main eventers. Yes,
0: they should have been the main event. I agree. Uh, t- I, you know, like I, I just said, don't understand this it.
1: this this is why AEW can't kick that 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 into that next gear, right? And become a true competitor with WWE. Like we're sitting there watching, and you know, we're talking to our friend Justin, who is. Like I said, he's a casual fan at best. Right. And and we're sitting there talking to him, and he's a WWE guy, because most casual fans are WWE, WWE yeah. fans. And he's, like, talking to us about Night of Champions, and we're like, dude, you're about to watch the better product. And, you know, this is why people like Justin don't see AEW as a viable, you know, competition for WWE. This is why they're not going and clicking on AEW over clicking on WWE. Because... You're not putting over the talent that needs to be put over. You're not building talent. Like, what did Vince do to beat WCW? It wasn't put over talent that's already put over. Because guess what? That's what WCW did. Exactly. WCW took all the pre-existing talent, brought it over to them, and then said, look, we've got Hulk Hogan, look, we've got Randy Macho Man Savage, we've got Roddy Piper, we've got Ric Flair, we've got this dinosaur, and this dinosaur, and this guy with a back problem, and this guy with spinal stenosis and this guy with diabetes. I don't care. <laughs> and then TNA did the same thing in the early 2000s. Right. Look, we have Scott Steiner with Steiner Math, and we have Jeff Jarrett with a bad mullet, and we have Sting who can barely take a bump. And we have Kevin Nash, who doesn't do anything except except a paycheck and move on. You don't take your program and you take your who you're a fanboy of and and let him book themselves, let them book themselves and, and be the most important thing in the match. No, a good leader, and this is what Vince used to do, not what Vince does anymore, right. a good leader build constantly builds talent. When Vince stopped when Vince lost Hogan and Savage and Warrior and all you know and, and then Nash and even and, and Hall, what did he do? Well, he had Sean, he had Brett, there wasn't a whole lot to do there, but he built, and it wasn't on his own at the same time, but he listened to the fans. Yeah. He built up what the fans were telling him they wanted. He built up Stone Cold. He built up the rock. He built up Mankind. He built up Triple H. And those were the guys who took it, you know, who took the ball and ran with it. And Crush WCW and allow WWF to take over. Exactly. That's what Tony needs to do. And with MJF, with Jungle Boy, with Sammy Guevara, with Darby Allen. Those that's are, what he are, has. Those are your guys. It was and say he, he he's until you get over wanting to put over your buddies, this isn't this is no longer this is not a business. This is a, a hobby. Exactly. Stop treating this like it's your hobby and treat it like it's your business. And we right. will all every minute that benefit. it
0: starts the, the minute that it starts becoming a business instead of a charity, then you're going to have a better product than WWE. But the more you keep putting over your EVPs, just because you're buddy buddies with them, you're going to lose in the ratings every single time. Man, that's not which is that, why I have them like the whole show. I had it a three star Yeah, you know? and, that was and, saying, and Nine of Champions blew them out of the water. Yeah,
1: this is not it's like this is not to say that guys like Kenny Omega and the Bucks don't deserve to have high spots and they're not phenomenal wrestlers. Obviously they are. Yes, but but they're EVPS. They should be trying to put over the talent themselves too. They shouldn't be taking the main event spot. Exactly. Uh, I'm like I said once again. I, I completely like I want to like Kenny and the Bucks, and I want to believe in them. But like between the stuff with CM Punk and then to say with well, stuff like this, they're making heels of themselves.
0: They are. Like people are getting tired. Like, I don't. I can't speak for every wrestling fan, but for us, we're getting tired of seeing Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. I'm I'm done, I'm done it. seeing it. I'm done. And Adam Page. Give me something different. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm done with Adam Page as well. Yeah. Give me something different. Give me something new. Give me something that I can invest in that is not the same people over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, but it's getting old.
1: Yeah. But so yeah, so I'm off my soapbox. Yeah, talk. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Talk, hey, talk, anyway, talk let's about get back this. To... M- <laughs> talk about this match. First of all, um, MJF's entrance was. Well, I mean, his his entrance was five stars. Oh yeah, I mean, Easily. descending on his throne with his devil mask. Uh, I mean, is... with with uh, with hmm. like a classic. It was like a, a classical. Version of of his of his theme, yes. Before going into the full thing, I mean, just very MJF, very very spot on. Um, you know, I'd say, wa- Sam,
0: I'd say Sammy Guevara's entrance was like right I mean, yeah,
1: Sammy. I mean, of course, announcing to him and, and Ty saw, here
0: are having a baby.
1: And yeah, congratulations to to Sammy and Ty. Yes. And their
0: their impending blessing. Then I'd say you have Jungle Boy and then Darby Allen. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Darby like, Allen's whole Darby old me old out. <laughs> Elvis costume or whatever you want to call it. I, I don't know. Kamele. I don't
1: know. I think it was like a Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I'm not I'm not fully mm. sure what the theme of, of that was. Right. But the... I, yeah. I don't know. So maybe some people love it. it. It wasn't my flavor. Yeah.
0: But then we get into the match and all throughout this oh thing... Oh my goodness. This was nonstop action from bell to bell. Great Phenomenal
1: storytelling. I mean amazing sequencing of of moves and spots. Uh, You pointed this out, so I'm going to let you go ahead and tell it. Oh, yeah. Anybody who didn't notice, this is fantastic. If you didn't
0: notice this, go back and watch this. But there is a point during the match where each of these guys pulls off a finishing move from their mentor. You had Jungle Boy pull off the... Uh, Unprettier. Unprettier. I called it the kill switch at one point, but that's... <laughs> yeah. and then I then couldn't I, remember the other. And then ones. I became an old crotchety uh, wrestling fan against you, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Then Sammy Guevara pulling off uh, the uh, Codebreaker. Mm-hmm. Then you have Darby Allen doing the Scorpion Death Drop. And then MJF pulling off the Crossroads. Mm-hmm. And if you didn't catch it, go back and watch it. And I- then, And then,
1: a couple minutes later, submission-wise... You have Darby Allen doing the Scorpion Deathlock. Right. You have Sammy Guevara doing the Walls of Jericho. Right. Um, I MJF's mentors don't really do a submission. Neither does Jungle so, Boy. So he's doing an armbar. Right. And then Jungle Boy's, uh, you know, yeah,
0: the snare trap. Pretty. He's
1: much. doing his move, the snare trap. But the other, yeah, the other uh, mentor moves are still being done there. At which point, you have a four-way submission. Uh, and which I said looked like a uh, Python orgy. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, just an absolutely phenomenal match with, with so many great spots. Um, we, we, we predicted that MJF was going to win. We right. expected MJF to win the entire time. So to say that we were completely lost thinking that they were going to put the title on anybody, on anybody else during this match would be a lie. But... It was a really good match.
0: Yeah, And I kind um, of caught a little bit because I, I tried to go watch the media scrum after uh, Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. I only got to watch like maybe two minutes when MJF got on the mic. But he brought it to everyone's attention that he defeated Darby Allen not once, but, but twice, twice with the headlock takeover. Yeah. I, I, and I know you spread, expressed uh, a lot of disapproval of this. I'm not
1: a fan of the... At least that's the one part of the entire match <coughs> I didn't like. I don't... I get, I get it. I get it. It's a, it's a, it's a callback to a previous insult. Um, you know it, it but maybe, it just varies. Maybe that, yeah. Maybe they think that it makes MJF even more schmarmy of a heel. But MJF is pretty much at the top of uh, of the heel mountain at this point in all of professional wrestling. He doesn't. He didn't need this. That that ending um, in a four a match. The difficulty that you have one is sequencing to where um, you're able to have a really cohesive match and not like two separate matches. Right. They did a phenomenal job of this. The other problem with a, with a fatal four-way match that you get is that um, wrestlers can get lost in the sequence of it because of because of the fact that you're not able to necessarily see everything. So they, they, they take care of the first problem, but then they don't address the, the second problem This match, the way the way that it ended, and it could have ended in so many different ways, and it would have, I would have, I would have really appreciated this, but the way that this match ends, and this is why I have, and this is, I guess, we're getting really deep into the into the woods here, right? And I'm being very nuanced, so I understand Mm -hmm. that I'm being a crotchety old, you know, bear here. It's what the people love you for. (laughs) (laughs) But the way the match ends, it buries Darby Allen. It. It doesn't do anything for the other two that were in the match,
0: right? Which, so well, and I'll and I'll disagree on Jungle Boy's perspective because you see, Jack Perry is got Jack this, Perry needed to turn. He needed to turn. You, they I, gave I the thought, shades of it. I called it. I, I, I talked about it. Yeah. They gave shades of it. Yeah, go on. No, I mean, like, because it showed like we thought that at some point he was going to use the title and use that killer instinct that Christian Cage said that he needed to adapt to. Yeah, well, she needs, but. Of course, hopefully we'll see that in weeks to come or month or hopefully not months. But a slow we'll burn, see. a
1: slow burn, I guess. But here's the thing: it would have been way better. Sometimes a slow burn is the best way, and sometimes shock and awe is the best way. Right. In this situation, for I mean, you already had Sammy come out. He announces that he's you know going to be a daddy. His his face turns all but fully completed before the match even starts. Exactly. So then you've got Darby who. It, his mentor is Sting. He is a Sting character. Yes. He's gonna be the perennial babyface. He's gonna be the guy who always trusts people and always gets screwed over, like Sting was. Right. So it makes sense. It. We're waiting for it. Jack Perry, and let's say uh, another one of our friends who was there watching, um, who's not. Who's not a wrestling fan at all, but is a fan of Jungle Boy had even know it said they don't they don't call him Jungle Boy anymore. They just call him Jack Perry. And I right. just, I said to him, well, that's because I think they're trying to evolve his character, which is why I think they're going to have him turn heel. Which would be good. And so it's like they gave us the taste, but not the bite. Right. And honestly, if they were going to have if they were going to have MJF beat Darby Allen with a headlock takeover. It would have been so much better for MJF to be getting beaten by Darby Allen and then at that last moment like in, for, for Jungle Boy to either low blow, hit him with a title, something, and then MJF beats him with the headlock takeover. Right. It's not the headlock takeover that I have the problem with. It's that the headlock takeover isolated from everything else it, it it, it, pushes up a character who's already at the glass ceiling. Right. So he's not going any higher with that move. Right. Hurts another character and then does nothing for the other two. Where if you would have just done a little bit different things, you could have made, you know, like Jack Perry, low blows him. Sammy's standing there like in complete shock. MJF headlock takeover and pens. So you've got your Your faces that are completely caught off guard. You've got your heels not necessarily aligned. Right. But just you're very defined. Yeah. And then you're left with your champion who's retained. A new heel who the crowd is heartbroken over. And two faces wondering what's next. Exactly. Exactly. That's storytelling. Yes. That's where I wanted it to go. Right. That's not where it went. It's still a great match. Still really yeah, had still a like five said, star still match. Still of the best night. match of the night. Yes. Just they could have done getting, better. This is the this is the main event to me. So I'm gonna give this all of the nuance and all of the scrutiny that I can possibly give to it. And that's it. That that's what I that that my only frustration was that, but I think my biggest frustration in the world that it was the second
0: to last match in the Right. One. Then getting into the last match, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this just because no, this was uh, absolutely... I don't want to spend as much time as they spent playing Wild Thing. Exa- oh my gosh. And I will say, thank... I will so I will thank Beyond and Bucks for this one thing <laughs> during the match. Thank you for super, super kicking the singer. Thank you for finally ending the song. At first I'm like, I thought
1: the singer was wearing like a black mask. I was like, oh, this isn't going to go over well with the woke population. Right. And then... Uh, Uh, Justin points out, (laughs) good on him. After the Young Bucks kick him, they go, do you think that maybe he was wearing a face shield because they knew that he was going to get kicked? (laughs) Okay. Which made sense. It made sense. Yeah. But they literally played Wild Thing, which, by the way, on the actual track recording, is less than a three-minute song. They played this song
0: for... I'd say ten minutes. Ten
1: minutes. I'm like, like, can
0: someone please just super kick... Every single band member just be like, enough is enough. I don't want to hear this song. Like, mm-hmm. I will be happy if I never hear this song in AW again. John I heard, I heard
1: Wild Thing so much that I don't even want to hear it when Rick Vaughn comes out.
0: No! <laughs> I, I'm tired of hearing it. It was like 10 to 20 minutes long. Like, That's the only thing I'll say. Thank you to the Young Bucks for super kicking the lead singer. Yeah, that's
1: that's the only good part here. The, the, yeah, Then
0: we have the Anarchy... In the arena. I mean, uh, this, is this... A,
1: it's a spot fest. It's a lot of violence. Yeah. I mean, these guys did everything they could to entertain us. We appreciate them. Like I said, I got nothing against the people that are in this ring. Right. I mean, these are some of the best wrestlers in the world. You've got Kenny Omega. You've got the Young Bucks. You've got Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, asterisk. Yeah. And then <laughs> you've got John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta. And like I said, I called it in the last episode. I was calling the BCC for this match. I want the BCC to win this match. Yep. I think the BCC needs to be the next era. Yeah, the, I mean these these guys aren't the NWO, but they are. I mean they're not far like, off. Like Claudio Castagnoli, John Moxley, and Brian Damsen. Really, you is like their their young boy. But like by itself, that should be the most deadly faction in the last twenty years. Exactly. And don't now don't, with
0: the addition, which I don't know how. Well, this we'll is yeah, we'll
1: get to that point. But like. I, But so, I mean, you have a a major Spot Fest match. Yeah. And I mean, they pull out everything but the kitchen sink here.
0: Exactly. Um, Probably
1: one of the worst spots I've seen with Tax ever is the atomic drop with With the feet, the feet,
0: barefoot, barefoot right
1: on. Like, I thought it's bad, like, when the back goes on there, or like, but like, his entire heel was silver. Yeah. Like, every part of me crinkled. Yeah. Okay. I I pickle crinkled. like my my sphincter like tightened, I every every part of me was uncomfortable when I saw that spot. So I mean, kudos to them. I've been wa- I've watched a lot of death matches. I've watched a lot of Hell in a Cell matches, and that one definitely made. I went full turtle shell. Um, <laughs> so I mean, it was I mean it was just a heck of a it was a heck of a spot fest, and then.
0: Um, I'll let you tell you the twist at the end. Yeah, the the addition of Takeshita at the end in the in the BCC, which I I I don't really understand. Takeshita, I know. don't get like yeah.
1: I, like they've done a couple things with him, but like okay, maybe if we were in Japan and we're talking about Takeshita in Japan, which he's way over, more over in Japan than he is in America, right? Maybe this match makes way more sense. Right. But here in but America, I mean, you
0: know, I mean, ultimately, we know why it's because they're building up to Forbidden Door. They're going to have. You're going to have done. the Golden Showers or the Golden Girls, uh,
1: yep. what you uh, whatever like? you want to call them, Kenny Omega, and they're, they're going to bring Kota Ibushi, and it's going to be against uh, Takeshita and either Danielson or Moxley in a tag team, or maybe it's the entire you know elite Golden Showers team against the, the Blackpool Combat Club right. that doesn't have an LGBTQ plus inference name. Yeah. Uh, Um, I'm excited about the idea of a Kota Kota Ibushi. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, next to Nakamura, my favorite NJPW wrestler, uh, you know, true NJPW, not, no, not not a guy Jin like a Jay White. Right. But like, other than Nakamura coming into the um, America Kota Ibushi is, is, is my main right. NJPW guy. Like When he came into NXT for the... What was that? Was that the, the Cruiserweight Championship? Yeah,
0: there, it was like a Cruiserweight. And the Cruiserweight Open. Whatever. Yeah. like
1: That was the guy I was like, please, please, please tell me they're signing him and that he's going to be in NXT. Yeah. Um, you know, and that didn't happen. Right. Uh, same thing with Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, I'd love to see Zack Sabre Jr. Um, but... Uh, Kota Ibushi is one of my absolute favorites from the NJPW world, so obviously that coming in, I'm excited about that. But yeah, the, the way the match ends, um, the BCC wins. I'm happy with it. it's kind of like it's like it's a swerve, but it's a swerve that you know it, it goes over like a fart in church. Like, exactly.
0: It, you know. But yeah, that's why I mean because it was a spot fest because there was a lot of moments where it, like you went up. Yeah, because of the stuff that went on, I gave it a four. Yeah, just just because of the spots. That yeah, we I mean, like it,
1: like it 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 elicited reactions.
0: Yeah, a lot of reactions. But yeah, for this weekend, I think we both agree WWE blew AEW out the water. Not necessarily Story, out the water, storytelling wise. Storytelling wise, story-telling wise
1: yes. and I mean, at the end of the day, like they did less and achieved more. Right. So, like, if you want to talk about utilization of talent, storytelling wise. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I would have to give this to WWE. You know, work rate and stuff like that, I mean, I, I'd say work rate. AEW still has some of the best workers that there are. 100%. But they say storytelling is still not, storytelling is still behind workmanship. And I, I don't care what anybody says. This is American professional wrestling. It's not Mexican professional wrestling. It's not Japanese. It's not It's not UK. Right. Right. The American professional wrestling storytelling comes first. Exactly. And AEW still doesn't quite have storytelling up to the same, not even in the same realm as WWE, really. Um, which sucks because the minute that, that they get that there, I mean, we're off to the races and, you know, not Monday Night Wars, but we've got, we've got wars, you know, we've got a legit everybody wins we got a situation where professional wrestling is at the apex of its ability you know we, we can we can see wrestling like it was in the late 90s right where you know you, you everybody wins because it's just everything's better right so I mean yeah I mean WWE
0: got it, you're right I, I give it the win to uh, begrudgingly yeah unfortunately but that's our reviews for this weekend guys thank you so much for watching this episode or not watching listen this episode hopefully we can get to a point where you can watch it
1: but if you I'm watched
0: saying. it, congratulations. Exactly. I don't know where you are, but... Well,
1: where. there's a different physical realm or
0: plan that people can exist on, but we won't go into that right now. Exactly. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you tune in next week for another episode here at the 5 Star Drivers Podcast. We'll see you next time. Keep it 5 stars.